Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. At the time this podcast is released, it's Purim. We're celebrating the delivering power of the Most High Elohim, and we're fighting the power, the power of the evil one. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Last Purim, we enjoyed a retelling of the Book of Esther, complete with costumes, noisemakers, and hamantash. This Purim, we will be going to see a movie about Esther with friends and fellow believers. However, before we go, we want to share a bit with you about the Second and Third Commandments. That's right. Now, you can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Google Play. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And shalom to our new friends in West Virginia and Australia. So, we're talking about the Ten Words, also known as the Ten Commandments. We're on the Second and Third Commandments today. Please recall that the first four or five represent how we are to relate to Elohim. The rest of the commandments outline how we are to relate to one another. Exodus 20 and 3 reads, in Hebrew, Lo yihye lacha Elohim echerim al panei. You are to have no other gods before me. That seems pretty straightforward, but there's more. The, strip, the scripture continues with, You are not to make for yourselves a carved image or any kind of representation of anything in the heaven above, on the earth beneath, or in the water below the shoreline. You are not to bow down yourself to them or serve them, for I, Adonai, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but displaying grace to thousand generations of those who love me and obey my mitzvot or commandments. Miss, I feel like we're still early on in our journey to understanding the Hebrew roots of our faith. We're definitely early in the journey when it comes to learning Hebrew. I think we have great teachers, and I'm really glad that we can use what we're learning to glorify the Most High. Exodus 20 and 3 in Hebrew uses the word penei, which means face. I love the way it's worded. It's like Elohim is saying, don't bring any other gods up in my face. Coming from the west side of town, that's exactly how we would have said it back in the day. Now, who knew we were learning to speak like the Most High back then? Okay, that statement shows how serious Elohim was about the ideal of his people worshiping other gods in addition to himself. Back then, it was common for people to worship multiple gods. While in Egypt, Israel was exposed to this polytheism. Jehovah wanted Israel to know that he was the God who delivered them, and he was the only one they needed. Moreover, he would not share their worship with any other gods, and he would condemn any Israelite who broke that commandment. Good point, Mama. He did not want his covenant people to take the worship practices and the false gods from Egypt with them on the journey. Speaking of the journey, they had to pass through lands that were inhabited by other people, 
with their own sets of beliefs and their own gods. At the time, gods were seen as territorial. When groups of people would fight, they imagined that their gods were also locked in combat with the fate of the people on the line. The people who won the conflict believed that their god had beaten the god of the defeated people. Mm -hmm. We could see territorial beliefs about gods as far back as the story of Abraham. It took really great faith for him to leave his father's house for an uncertain destination because there were other people along the way and they had their own set of gods. Abraham had to believe that Elohim would somehow get him safely across these other lands to the unknown destination. He had to believe that Elohim would protect him from whatever gods were there in those lands in the time or over time and through several challenges Abraham learned that his God outranked the gods of Pharaoh Abimelech and every other group of people he encountered when our Elohim told the children of Israel not to make any graven idols and not to bow down to them he knew we as people had a tendency to worship things we can see true back then People made idols out of wood or metal, and these idols represented their gods. And these gods um, had the attributes of animals or people. Today, we can still find people using statues, great and small, but this time the images are of saints and angels. Elohim desires for his people then and now to trust and obey him, even if we can't see him. Uh, Proverbs verse chapter 3, verse 5 through 7 reads, Trust in Jehovah with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear Jehovah and depart from evil. But more on that in a future podcast. The second word says that we are not to bow down to these gods or to serve them in any way. The Hebrew word translated as serve is avad. It can also be translated as to serve by labor, to make oneself a servant, or to be enticed to serve. Romans chapter 6 verses 16 through 18 says, Don't you know that whoever you submit yourselves to obey, that is who you serve, whether of sin to death or of obedience to righteousness. But thank God that you were the servants of sin, but you earnestly obeyed the doctrine that was taught to you. Being made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Now, Shaul, or Paul, is saying, we are the servants of whoever we obey. My question is, who do you obey? Mm. For what reason do you change or justify your beliefs and behaviors. If the word of Elohim is not the primary reason or justification for your beliefs and behaviors, you may have an idolatry problem. In the Bible days, as well as today, people worship ideals like fate. The belief that random chance controls what happens in our world. Power. The belief that happiness is dependent upon one's ability to control the actions of others. Wealth. The belief that having sufficient resources to purchase whatever one may want 
is something to be desired. Education. The belief that being knowledgeable is of itself a worthy goal. Fame. The belief that having one's name be well known is a worthy pursuit. You know, decades ago, there was a hit TV show called Fame. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. In the theme music, the singer sang the words, Fame, I'm going to live forever. Can fame lead to eternal life? I don't think so. But the next thing is reason and logic. That is the belief that mankind can understand and explain anything through a well-structured thought process. Miss and I have learned that there is a Greek way of approaching the scriptures, for example, and a Hebrew way of approaching the scriptures. The Greek way relies on logic and reasoning very heavily. That way is not necessarily bad, but if that's all you use, it does miss much of the truth of Elohim's word. More on that in a future podcast. None of these things are bad in themselves, but none of them should be the primary goal of one's life. To elevate anyone or anything other than Jehovah to first place in your life is idolatry. If you find yourself rationalizing your beliefs to support some ideal that contradicts Jehovah's word, or if your number one goal in life excludes him, be careful. You're treading into waters of idolatry, and we all need to be mindful about that. Very true, Mama. We should also be mindful that our Elohim is passionate about what belongs to him. Mm-hmm. The scripture uses an idiom to describe Elohim's grace. He will punish up to the third and fourth generation, but be merciful to a thousand generations who keep his commandments. The Hebrew word translated as commandments here, by the way, is mitzvot, not Torah. Remember, Torah means instruction. Mitzvot means commandments. The third commandment, Exodus 20, verse 7 reads, You will not take the name of Jehovah Eloheka, your God, in vain, because Jehovah will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Daddy, can you please tell us more about some of the key words in this verse from a Hebrew ex- uh, perspective? Glad to do it, Mama. So um, our first word translated as take is tisa or nasa. It means to carry or to bear. The second word translated as name is Shem. It can mean name, reputation, or renown. The third word translated as vain is Shav in Hebrew. It means emptiness, falsehood, or worthless. With those translations in mind, you know, the third commandment could read, you will not carry the name and reputation of Jehovah Elohecha as if it were worthless or empty. We should also understand it to mean that we are not to use his sacred name to make an oath and fail to deliver on the terms. As a child, I thought that not to say God for any reason or to use his name in conjunction with a curse word is what it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on your on what you shared, Daddy, not taking Jehovah's name in vain is not just about what we say, but how, but how we as believers 
conduct ourselves in public and private. What we do reflects on our Heavenly Father's good name. Uh, that's from Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 16, which says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, or Torah obedience, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The way we conduct ourselves is really important. The second and third commandments make me wonder, what would you do if you discovered that the way you conduct yourself and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and polish your cute little cherub statue in your front yard, assuming you have one? Or would you take the red pill and search for understanding in the word of Elohim and just do what it says? Only you can answer that question. Just know that the Ten Words, also known as the Ten Commandments, are not optional for His covenant people. The question is, are you one of His covenant people? Well, that's it for today's podcast. Next week, we will be discussing the fourth word, or commandment. It is a subject many believers either don't like to discuss, have not given a lot of thought to, or just don't want to do. Please go back and listen again to what we shared. Read over the scriptures and discuss them with your family and friends. Join us next podcast for more of the same. And thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you, you can, can handle, handle the, the truth. truth.